Hashtag hello and welcome. My name is the Alpha Female and you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Whoa! G'day, many bushwhacker Luke here. 2015 Hall of Famer. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Yeah! Whoa! This is pro wrestling's only modern-day Viking gunner, and you're on Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Nick Magnus Tolders, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hi, this is Leva Blue Pants Bates, and you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountain and founder of Global Force Wrestling, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, f- fellas, uh, you guys have a great day, and, and this is only because I'm talking to Canadians. It is actually spitting snow in Tennessee. See? Oh, my See? God. <laughs> That's in... a great we've had, we've, we've had 70 degree weather here. For, I mean, we really had a warm December, and I get on the phone with damn Canadians and we're spitting snow. So. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Turnbuckle Talk, episode 338. I've got alongside me OMD here, and yes, we are without Carl Carafel tonight, and tonight's episode is Riddle Me This. Just give me a second here. Mr. OMD, how are you doing today, my friend? Oh, as we were talking pre-show, I am exhausted, but I am excited to be here to do another rousing edition of TBT. Uh, yeah, I I totally feel you. No sleep last night and then having to work that shift you mentioned. Yep. It's got to be killer. So hopefully you're talking wrestling is going to be a little bit uh, cathartic for you, as it were. Oh, absolutely. It always is. All right. So... Let's get into our first story of the day here, guys. And that is, this is kind of a big one for me, but Brian Danielson is talking retirement. He recently showed up on an episode of Collision and he had said to Tony Schiavone that he had made a promise to his daughter that at the age of seven, he was going to start wrapping it up. She's six years old now. So Brian Danielson has got another year left in him. What do you make of this? This retirement do you see him actually retiring or what i can see him doing on and off appearances but definitely taking a management backstage production role um but good for him with the career yeah and and that's yeah and that's the other thing too is that Tony had Tony Khan had said that if Brian Danielson were to hang up the boots, that there would always be a backstage spot for him. Um, for any kind of position he wants, really. Right. Um, and that included. I, mean, I think I just froze up for a second there. Did I? You did. Um, but good for him. I mean, he's had a yeah long career somewhat marred by injuries but he was able to work his way back and get cleared from that um you know this is a guy that deserves a spot in the pro wrestling hall of fame as well as the wwe hall of fame i was and that's talking, what i was gonna, yeah i was and that's what i was gonna with, bring up next is uh does he get that wwe hall of fame does hunter call him and say hey look we want you in <laughs> I think so. Yeah. 
I think so. I don't think he left WWE on bad terms. It was just a case of his contract came up. They couldn't. He wanted to go do other things. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, good for him. I mean, he wants to be around and be a dad for Birdie and for his son. And doesn't want to yes. be hampered by injuries. And he's looking at his way of life. So good for him as yeah. in the husband father role. Um, yeah, it's more about the it's more about the quality of life he's looking at as far as retiring goes, right? Absolutely. Um, I believe it was Parrish. He and I were talking one night, and he doesn't believe. I believe it was Parrish. I could be wrong, so please don't quote me on this. But he is astounded how. Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan is not in the Hall of Fame yet. And yet the Bellas are. Well, sorry, the Garcia twins now. Um, yeah, that that doesn't make any sense to me, but uh, yeah. We got Ed Fries coming into the yeah. chat room here saying, uh, hey, Chris, OMD, how you guys doing? No Carl tonight? No, Carl's away on assignment tonight, uh, Ed. <laughs> yes, he is. He is. Um, and yeah. Noob coming in saying, got, uh, uh, hello, everyone. Well, uh, good evening to you, Noob. Good evening to you, Noob. Welcome to the show. But yeah, Daniel Bryan's retirement, like, his first retirement sucked. I'm glad yep. that uh, he didn't keep with that retirement because I knew he had still uh, quite a few years left in him seven yep. years actually to be more precise <laughs> yep but no uh, if he does retire by next year career well spent you know what i mean absolutely absolutely and the <clears throat> fact that he is now yeah. i believe he is essentially running collision in aew and i believe yeah. Uh, somebody has said to Tony Khan as well is if you ever hit that point where you can't run this, give it to uh, DB or BD. Yeah. And I think, and you know, I fantastic. think he would do a good job. He yeah. And I think he would do a good job with that. He's got that eye for talent. He knows. He knows what what's what and what's popular right now in the wrestling business. I'm certain he's going to know what's going to be popular in the wrestling business as well. Absolutely. And it's not like he doesn't have the actual experience as a as an on-screen general manager. Um, as well, I mean, he's got Nigel right. McGuinness, who was the booker in ROH for a while to bounce ideas off of. He's got Paul White. He's got Mark Henry. He's got Chris Jericho. John all Moxley. dudes he's and all all dudes he's worked with. <laughs> exactly. Christian Cage, <clears throat> Billy Gunn. It's not like he doesn't have. And I'm sure he could probably call up uh, Hunter and say, "Hey, what do you think of this?" I'm sure he can call Cody and say, "Hey, what do you think?" Yeah, from what I understand, AEW guys and WWE guys do do keep in contact with one another still. Right. 
because it's the wrestling fraternity. It's not that you're in competition. You it's, are, but you're it's not. It's the brotherhood of wrestling, that's what I call it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, um, yeah, like, if he, if he decides he's going to hang it up, I wouldn't be surprised if in, like, say, eight or nine years, we see Birdie join wrestling. Because I get a feeling that she's going to, you know? Oh, probably. Um, but, like I said, I can see the on and off appearances. I can see him coming out in that backstage capacity. Yeah, I, I could see him As, showing up in AEW, maybe like in the in the in their Royal Rumble. I forgot. I'm forgetting the name of it right now. Their version of the Royal Rumble. I could right. see him showing up and doing a spot there. You know. Yep. Uh, mm. Doing a spot there. Um, I wouldn't do the ladder matches. Uh, no, that'd be way too intense on him. Even as an on-screen authority figure, if AEW ever decides to go that route. Right, yes. Um, but moving on now, uh, Brian Danielson, if you do ha hang it up, career well uh, well spent. I'm sure we're going to cover that when it does happen because we will. I, I, I'm not going to say we will, but we for sure should do a career retrospective on him when he does announce that retirement. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But moving on, guys, we're going to move right on into the next story here. And that is uh, Al Snow. Uh, he he recently went on uh, Busted Open Radio and talked about how respect in wrestling is a lost art. He uh, To quote him, he goes, back in the day when I broke in, there was rules to this, rules to etiquette that were intrinsic in the art of wrestling. So that would be like, OMD, you've done this before. I know Carl has. I know anybody who's been in the ring. That's going to the arena, handshaking everybody, maybe even hugging a few people, saying, hey, how you're doing? Al Snow says that that is missing in wrestling right now. What do you? What, what are your uh, thoughts on that? Um, we don't see enough behind the scenes to know what does and doesn't happen pre and post match. Mm -hmm. um, I think a prime example of wrestling having just been seen in wrestling was Brock Lesnar and Cody at SummerSlam with Brock going off script. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do think that society in general, respect is lost on a lot of people. Yeah. So I was going to it's very easy. To I want to contradict. It. Yeah. I want to kind of contradict the argument too, because I remember I, not too long ago, couple, just a couple of days ago, I was watching where Gunther had just won the Intercontinental title. And the first thing he did was he went backstage and, and Vince McMahon got up and hugged him right away. Right. So that's, there's, there's the, the post-match respect, I think is still there to a certain extent. And I, I would have to think that a guy like Hunter in WWE yeah. would want to impose yeah. that on the wrestlers that are there right now. Right. Right. But I mean, are we just talking post-match respect or are we talking when you arrive at the arena every day? Because I mean, as you know, you and I have paid our dues along yeah. with Carl with having to be there for setup for teardown. 
Yep. As well as and it you was, know, we walked shake in, shake the guy's hands. Yeah. Walked my in, last shook show, everybody's hand, went right to work. That's what it was, you know. My last show, which was 13 years ago, I was there the night before to set up the ring, shake everybody's yes. hand. I worked night shift that night and I was back at the arena at eight o'clock the next morning to practice and shaking everybody's hand again. I was just going to say, here's the thing, because I've I've done the same thing where we set up the ring the night before, shake everybody's hand, talk about the spots that are going to happen in the match, because I was the videographer for most of the wrestling events. But I still walked in, shook everybody's hand, and the next day did the same thing. Even with the wrestlers that weren't there the night before helping to set up the ring, I did that too. Right. So, I mean, it's hard to say, and I mean... Is Al Snow just talking in OVW? Is he talking all around? Is he talking the indie scene? We don't know. There's we don't have that context. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. I'm I'm gonna pull it up here. The I got the article pulled up. It says Snow then explained how pro wrestling industry uh, how the pro wrestling industry sees performers give, given a responsibility when appearing on a promoter show to make yourself a star. In order for that to happen, everyone needs to work together, which is true. Everybody everybody in the wrestling business, from the first match to the main event, you're a team. You're working together yep. to put together a fantastic show. Yep. Doesn't matter if you're... And this, this actually goes back to the punk incident as well with his disrespect. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah. I, I'm going to bring up an example, and this was a prime example of disrespect that I saw in a show I worked and this Mm. was here in town and it was at the university. So they had the locker room area was the curtain was drawn behind the fans. Right. The women were left to change unto themselves in the same open area as the men behind the one curtain. They weren't given, you know, a separate area to go, anything like that. Now, thankfully, and I credit all of the guys on that show. Because not one of them went over to hassle the women while they were getting changed or dressed or in their bras and underwear. We stayed off. We were looking the other way and talking amongst ourselves. But the fact that those women were not given, you know, hey, here's the locker room, go get changed. Yeah. They were forced to change in the open. I've never been in that situation. A certain wrestler, uh, Vinny Da Vinci's ex-girlfriend, who used to be his manager, she was always, every time she was on a show that I was a part of, she was always given a separate room to get her stuff on. Right. So, but yeah, that's that's a massive just respect even if i were you guys though i would have maybe found something to put dividers up or something you know yeah um no we just (laughs) because it was such an open section of the gym it was just like what are we gonna do like so we just said okay guys like let's go you're talking about the george leach center right yes i am okay i remember how big that gym is i understand now (laughs) (laughs) Um, but no, so we just, know, uh, I, we I said, think this whole like, teaching of respect thing 
falls on the trainers themselves as well, because Al Snow yes. is a trainer as well. And I've been trained in the art of respect in the wrestling business from yep. Diego Da Vinci, from Carl, from you. You guys have shown yep. me what to do. Even uh, Mr. Business, because my first show, I was managing him and I was extremely nervous, didn't know what to do. Him, Mr. Right. Business and uh, CP Morgan came up and they told me, okay, this is how you got to navigate the locker room, shake hands with everybody, you know? Yep. Yep. One of the biggest tips that I got, because there was a time I went to shake somebody's hand and I gave them a normal average handshake. Mm -hmm. And they said, oh, you're a stiff worker. And I'm like, no, I'm here to go with the flow. I was just shaking a hand. They said, no, soft handshakes in the locker room. If you do the firm handshake, you're a stiff worker. Okay, nope. <laughs> Big Daddy T told me the same thing when I shook hands with him. He's like, uh oh, you're a stiff worker. I'm like, I don't know what kind of worker I am yet. This is my first show. Right. He's Actually, like, oh, I think okay. it I think it was Big Daddy T for me as well. <laughs> no, it was Hexum. Hexum. Oh, it was Hexum? Yeah. I remember shaking Hexum's hand. I'm like, that's a very limp handshake, dude. <laughs> right? But I got used to it because I love Hexum, you know. <laughs> yeah but no the art the art of respect i maybe it is lost on some of the wrestlers maybe it isn't we just need a little bit more context there Al. <laughs> yeah and i mean like i said maybe it's that this generation now i mean you see the memes going out there of you know so many people of you out here on social media you know can get away with running your mouth and not getting punched for it well yeah that's that's what if that's what society has come to i can see where he's coming from if that's the context because now yeah. you're taking uh, this stuff yeah because i remember uh, going back to 99 watching beyond the mat and you see uh when Mick Foley arrives at the 99 Royal Rumble, specifically in that scene, you see him walk up, you see him shaking hands with The Rock, you see him shaking hands with Stone Cold. He hugs Vince McMahon. He shakes yep. hands with Draws uh, at some point, too. <laughs> and I'm like, I remember being a little bit culture shocked at that because uh, I'm like, these guys just saw each other like the night before, you know? Right. But they were walking up and shaking hands, acting like they haven't seen each other in forever. And I know that I know now that that was them showing respect to one another, you know? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So just give me one minute here. Um, before we move I on to the next the... subject, I, I do want to do, sure. I do want to show some respect, give a shout out to impact wrestling and congratulate them on 1000 episodes. Yeah. 1000. I didn't even, yeah, I didn't even think they were at 1000, but then again, like as, as we, we were talking pre-broadcast, I forgot about their weekly pay-per-views. So I'm thinking they're factoring those in as well. Yep. Um, one so congratulations episodes. on 1000 episodes, despite the struggles that they've gone through. Absolutely. Uh, 1,000 episodes begins, the television showing begins this Thursday. <coughs> and it will be 
a special two-week episode for Impact 1000. So this week and next. So congratulations Uh, to Dixie Carter, to Jeff Jarrett for founding it. All the way up to Anthem, Billy Corgan in there as well. All the way up to Anthem Sports and Access TV. Um, And to every network that managed to pick it up, no matter how crappy the ratings were on the show. Yep. And to Scott Damore, who has been a stalwart since day one. And let's throw some congratulations. I know he's not a part of Impact, but he was a huge part of it when he was there. Jeremy Borash, Mike Tanay, and Don West. Yes, and actually, Rest in peace, I, don't, I don't know if you've heard this one, but they have announced that Mike Tanay and Don West are going to the Impact Hall of Fame this year at Bound for Glory. And much deserved on both their parts <laughs> absolutely as well i will leave this for people to see this coming thursday i've already read the spoiler there is another announcement for the hall of fame this year at bound for glory as well yeah leave that for people to watch we'll leave them on a cliffhanger on that one yes <clears throat> and i found our next story so we're gonna going to move right into it right now man and that is triple h uh recently he was at a fashion show with jeff bezos and uh ari emmanuel uh, the ceo of endeavor so this is uh this is actually a very intriguing story for me based on the industry that i'm in because i'm in the film industry and uh i can guarantee you they were there to schmo- uh to schmooze uh jeff bezos a little bit because this oh, is what absolutely. we got to do in the film industry if we if we want to get our films out, get our stories told. We have to go there. We have to smooth, schmooze with producers, schmooze with directors, everything like that. So I guarantee you this is what was going on at the fashion show. They were spotted at New York Fashion Week, just sitting there taking in the show. And Amazon is actually in the ta- in talks with WWE because the contract, their televised contract with Fox and NBC – does end next year yes yes it does and it does not appear as though fox will be renewing because fox wants to stay at the rate they're paying and wwe is asking for more now amazon and disney are apparently the top two to land wwe but this is going to bring up some questions because if Amazon does get it, because I, I have does a that feeling conflict that with Peacock, well, there's that, but I do think that NBC and USA are going to keep raw. Oh but, yeah. That's, I think, I think they're sticking around, but you're right. Does it conflict with Peacock for the network? Um, because are people going to subscribe for Prime just to watch SmackDown on Friday nights? I know I wouldn't yeah, pay the well, I, I know I wouldn't pay eleven ninety nine a month for one night of two hours a week. Granted, I pay eleven ninety nine a month and barely use my Prime as it is. But if Amazon were to get Raw SmackDown, do you bring the network over? 
And would it be an added? That's the other thing I was thinking about. Would it be an added charge, much like Shaw has here with Sportsnet? Would it be an yeah, added see, that's, charge? That's the thing I was wondering about. Yeah. Um, that's the thing I was wondering about. Where does it go? Does the network come over if Amazon were to secure the deal? Though that's that's the big thing is if you know right. Or does Amazon include the PLEs as part of their package because people are already paying eleven ninety nine a month right. for the service? There's so many questions coming out of this 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 little get together, and right now, now it may have been just a three guys getting together and hanging out, but I doubt it. I very much and, doubt it. <laughs> and as well, I mean, the one big thing with Amazon for that would be WWE shop. So now you're going to go to amazon.com on Amazon. Right. I could see that actually happening even without the WWE network deal, WWE deal actually. Yep. Um, Now I've always been a big supporter of Amazon getting it over Mm -hmm. disney and i know that people are making the jokes about you know you can see roman reigns versus mickey mouse if it goes to disney we know that's not gonna happen we know that but you also have to remember amazon has thursday night football that's true too and that that also there's an nbc as well if i'm not mistaken uh i believe so i believe you are correct sir so but um that's now a way then for if wwe decides to go that route then they can have their product here's on the demand other, and here's the and other you don't thing have going. to worry about the ratings here's the other thing though does amazon picking up WWE SmackDown alienate a certain audience because people around our age and younger would understand how to work Amazon video, but people right. maybe in their sixties, their seventies who still watch WWE probably have no fucking clue how to do it. Right. How to, how to access Amazon. Right. Um, and that's so I'm thinking the people, that it's going to alienate something that that's the people who do have cable. But, I mean, as most of the world has gone, it's now streaming. Yeah. Now, now to preface this, though, this if this Amazon deal does happen, I don't think in any way this affects the Sportsnet deals that we have up here in Canada, because those there's still quite a few years left on on those contracts. (laughs) There is. But if Amazon takes it over, because there is Amazon.com in the States and Amazon.ca here. Yeah, I wonder if we won't get it. Probably either that or does Amazon buy out the Sportsnet deal? I do know this because I tried last year. Is Amazon here? I didn't, couldn't get the Thursday night football on Prime in Canada. And you've you've tried, obviously, right? Yes. Okay, so yeah, I mean. Yeah, and that's uh, 
that's the other thing too is i've had friends who would be like uh oh you need to watch this movie it's on amazon yeah it may be on amazon in your country but it's not on in mine right <laughs> right so this uh i mean this amazon deal does have me concerned like i said because it could alienate certain audiences um it could, but there's always a way to watch it. Right. Um, I mean, I'm sure even a 70-year-old person knows how to use the Google box to watch wrestling. Yeah. For instance, my brother has taught uh, my grandpa how to use streaming services. So Right. But he still tends to forget sometimes. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, like we'll, we'll we'll have to see how this plays out, where this is going. This might have been just a schmoozing thing. We'll see if Jeff Bezos has any interest in it. Well, I mean, Amazon kind of deal. And all the Amazon have been in and around these discussions for about two years now. Yeah, but there is, there is another entity that nobody is really talking about in on this, and that is. Comcast, which owns NBC and Universal, are looking to buy and merge with Warner Brothers Discovery, which would then put WWE and AEW under the same corporate umbrella. Yeah, for the shows, though, not the actual companies. Let's just preface right. it. Just put yes, <laughs> yes. And I mean, now that we've got one of our big topics coming up tonight, having just occurred today, you've now got to factor in yeah. the other company. And that is the perfect segue because that's what we're moving into right now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the Endeavor TKO <laughs> uh, deal has been finalized. It is now, we are now pretty much officially in a Vince McMahon-less era in the wwe vince mcmahon uh gave up basically controlling interest so that he can head up T uh, tko and endeavor on that side so he's going to be controlling both ufc and the wwe and i know dana white's not happy about this deal no dana white dana white is still in charge of ufc vince mcmahon is still in oh, charge yeah. of wwe as the chairman no, what I mean is that Vince Mc or he's not to have because Dana White still has to answer to Vince for some things now. Dana White's not happy about having to do that. Since when? That's what was reported since yesterday when the deal was finalized and everything was released. Wow, because that was there was nothing I have heard about that. To be honest, yeah, I have heard that Dana is still in charge of UFC. Vince is still in charge of he's, chairman yeah. of the WWE but both have to answer to TKO holdings. And that's where Vince is taking, uh, is uh, entering. Uh, Vince is on the board of governors as is Dana White. I believe. Yeah. So I can't see them having. Handed, Vince has handed over. Vince has handed over WWE's controls to Nick Khan. <laughs> yes, it is a 51-49 merger in the deal so endeavor took 51 percent mm -hmm. and wwe retains 49 yeah 
and in that deal, uh, Vince McMahon gave up his control of WWE. And I say gave up because he's still uh, Triple H and Nick. Triple H has to answer to Nick. Nick has to answer to Vince. That's how the chain of command is going to be going. Okay. Sorry, I'm just look trying to look to see if I can find any more information on this as well. That's a YouTube link. I don't want that. Vince McMahon only owns 16%. So he could easily get outvoted in any decisions that they need to make. Absolutely. Nope. Again, that's... But the way it's sounding is that, as far as creative, uh, as far as uh, uh, creativity on both UFC and WWE side, Dana White is still going to be able to book the matches on his own. <clears throat> Hunter is still going to be able to do the stories on his own. Vince okay. McMahon last night, yes, Vince Vinced all over the show, but I think that was kind of like he wanted to just, you know, enjoy that last moment of control, you know. JJ coming in. How hey fellas, how goes it? it? It goes good. We're discussing Vince McMahon and the uh the Endeavor deal right now. Let us know how you feel about it, man. Yes, yeah, so Nick Nick Khan is no longer the CEO, he is the WWE president. Um, this morning, we announced that WWE and the UFC have yeah. officially come together to form TKO Group Holdings, creating a new sports and entertainment company. Emphasis on and, because it's not going to be sports entertainment in UFC. Yeah. <clears throat> um, the trading. So here, blah, here's blah, blah, the blah, other blah. thing, too, that... Here's the other thing that... Uh, <laughs> So JJ coming in, he says he wishes that uh, the WWE would have stayed within the family, but this is what we have been dealt. And I mean, it sort of is still in the family. I mean, Hunter is still running creative on WWE's yes. side. We just don't have any McMahons. We don't have Linda. We don't have Vince. We don't have Shane. We don't have Steph there. Right. So steering the new enterprise will be Endeavor's CEO, Ari Emanuel, while Vince McMahon, yes. WWE's executive chairman, will continue in the same role and is said to control over 16% of TKO's voting stock and total interest. UFC President Dana yeah, White has... It, but, UFC President Dana White, like, Dana White sorry, has dude. been appointed CEO although his duties are anticipated to remain largely unchanged. 
Meanwhile, current WWE CEO will serve as the president of the professional wrestling division. Um, yeah, so what it looks like is that, yes, Vince McMahon is going to release a little bit of control from the w, of the WWE. He's going to be a little bit more focused on working with TKO Holdings and getting everything going there. And that's going to take up the majority of his time, you know? Yes. Yes, and I mean, as he is recovering from his back surgery and at home, it's probably a lot harder on him. Mm. Which is why he's got Nick Khan and people like that in place. Right. Um, so that hopefully they can, you so, know, report back to him and then they can have frank discussions. Now, granted, it's not just going to be him and Nick Khan. It's also going to be the TKO Board of Governors. So I'm sure each right. company is going to have their own individual Board of Governors. Then you've got the multiplex board of governors i guess you could call it with representatives yeah. so, from each company so it's already been uh announced too that because of this merger happening and we've already seen it starting to happen on raw we're going to see a little bit of cross promotion for ufc events for wwe events we're going to see uh wrestlers going to ufc maybe showing up in to promote pay-per-views there we're going to see ufc stars appearing on raw to uh promote ufc events as well um again i can't see that so much um i, I will can see like, he reported it <laughs> um like we saw a few weeks ago we'll get those clips in the bottom corner right um of both both shows um it'll be something like uh john sure jones sitting see, in the crowd or something like that i'm sure you know? yeah you'll see guest appearances but i can't see them you know john jones coming in and saying calling out daniel cormier for a wwe match um could i see somebody like right and and in uh there's Shana also been should, could we see somebody with the MMA background go in and do a UFC fight? Sure. Do Is it more likely that we see somebody? This is where a guy like Logan Paul is going to thrive because he has contracts with both. Uh, they've already said Logan Paul will not be involved with that kind of stuff, the UFC, so... <laughs> Really, because he signed a contract with them and was slated for a fight this year. Oh, well, but <laughs> they have said that uh, there's interest in bringing Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley in for a couple of fights every so often. I, I could see it. Yes, JJ saying I could see them <clears throat> doing a Tyson height JJ situation. JJ saying I do see them doing it. Yeah, I can see that too. Like, maybe we get Conor McGregor refereeing a match at WrestleMania or something like that, you know? Right. Yeah, that's about the extent of the crossover that I see. But I could see Shayna Baszler with her MMA background going and having a fight. Yeah, yeah I was, Shayna, Shayna would be another name I'd think about too. The one name that will not be at any UFC event or a WWE event in the near future is Ronda Rousey. Dana White has already said he does not want her 
in UFC right now. Good. Good. She needs time <laughs> away like from the that. public <laughs> eye. She needs time away from the public eye. Um, because she, like a lot of other recently this future and endeavored. I, I like your like play like on another, words there, man. Like another future endeavored superstar. She is a polarizing, controversial figure in both worlds. And so now it's time for her to step aside and focus on doing what she needs to do to, yeah, focus on family and, you know, staying out of the public eye and the spotlight for a while. Now, JJ's brought up a good point here, actually. I could see this totally happening. WWE wrestlers walking their fighter, their favorite fighters to the octagon. Totally can yeah. see that happening. You know what? I can I even see, see that. I could see the because reverse the Undertaker, of that as well. Huge fan of Yes, I could even see the reverse yeah. of that and see the UFC fighters walking see... their favorites. Yeah, I could see uh, The Undertaker. The Undertaker frequently goes to UFC events. Like, he practically lives there. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I can see him doing a walkout for his some of his favorite fighters. Absolutely. Of course, he would tower over most of them. <laughs> right. And there are UFC <laughs> fighters and Bellator fighters who have copied his entrance for theirs. I mean... To use one former MMA fighter who you, who's wrestling now, I can't. I think he's over in Japan now. But one Tom Lawler used to do that. He used to come out and imitate wrestlers all the time. Yep. <clears throat> yep. So there's there's a there's a lot of interesting uh, dynamics at work here with this uh, this deal being finalized now. That I'm really intrigued to see where it goes and how the relationships between the two companies are are going to go from here on out. Yes, yes. And, well, I did it before. And there's another interesting and yet controversial figure that has experience in both. And I think we can segue on to his story. And, of course, I am talking about Matt Riddle. Yeah, yeah we're uh, hang on one second I'm going to bring up the banner here for today's uh, episode. I scrolled a little too far. Our main event story tonight, guys, called Riddle Me This. We had one Matt Riddle. He got a little bit disruptive at uh, JFK Airport here. Claims that uh, he was sexually assaulted by the employees there. A lot of people are a little bit concerned that uh, he uh, may have fallen off the wagon here, and I kind of hope he didn't, because addiction, both you and I have battled addiction. It sucks, you know? It does. It does. Um, <clears throat> yes, he has claimed in a now-deleted Instagram post, I believe he said yeah. it was only one. Um, but other reports are coming out saying he was heavily intoxicated. 
Now, again, we don't have all of the specifics. Was he drunk getting off a flight? Did he have a couple too many with lunch at the airport bar before boarding? We don't know. We we weren't there. Um, so yeah, because uh, you know, I mean, it's guaranteed he wasn't snorting a line in the bathroom or smoking weed. Maybe he was. I don't know. <laughs> but it's possible that he was. As you said, the employees had reported he was intoxicated. He got into a scuffle with one of them. He was escorted out. They touched him inappropriately, supposedly, according to his now deleted tweet. I feel like that deleted, uh, it was an Instagram post, my bad. But the deleted post, I think, was Hunter telling him to, hey, shut your mouth, delete this post. We have to investigate the situation, you know? Yes, and I mean, and I'm going to say this too, is because good on JFK, good on the TSA to in to be launching a full investigation into this as well. Yeah. Because you have to factor in this security guard, this officer, have there been reprimands before? Have there been complaints before? Again, we don't know. Um, Personally, I mean, you know, I'm not a big Riddle fan, but this is a guy who got suspended and lost out on a huge international pay-per-view last year in Clash at the Castle, lost out on a WrestleMania spot this year because of another drug suspension. And now this. So, I mean, when is enough enough? I mean, is this going to lead to Riddle's release? Um, And I mean, like I've said, I'm not a huge fan of his. And there's a lot of mitigating factors. I mean, yes, he reminds me of RVD with his, you know, the cool, calm, casual, laid back attitude acting like I'll give Riddle credit because he's probably acting more than RVD actually is on TV. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But again, like I go back to a thing when he was trying to team with Jeff Hardy and do the Hardy bros in WWE and said like, you know, why don't you go out and get nice and toasted? And it's like, you're telling a guy who's in recovery from addiction to go out and get toasted. Yeah. You know, so there's all of those factors. Now, there's no question that Riddle is talented, and I'm sure whoever signs him, if he is released or whatever happens as a result of this, is going to get him. And hopefully yeah, they see, can I get him see, the help he needs. See, I don't see this as a release because, like, I just read the flight. The flight was from the uh, the uh, from the India show, which was a direct flight from India to New York, which is a very long flight. <clears throat> yes. So he was trying to, he was he was on a connecting flight to go home that day. So I guarantee you, he was not getting high on the plane he wasn't getting high in india because india has very strict drug laws yes they do super strict Um, drug laws yes um so i think he i think he had one too many drinks on the flight probably i mean he did um miss raw last night 
Now, as we were told and heard last night, there was a lot that was rewritten. Um, however, I do have an article up saying Matt Riddle skips Raw, but not due to controversial reason. Um, okay, and so I maybe mean, he just I, wasn't booked to be on the show. No, he was. I, I believe he was, but this is just an article. I've just found this. So yeah. I haven't <clears> even gotten to read it yet. Um but again, we just don't know enough about the situation because we weren't there. Was he too drunk that he decided to feel uncomfortable? I, but I mean, this is a guy who's dating an, an adult film star who is pregnant now with his child. Yeah. Um, so there, there's actually I, a combination of things here because I know that those long flights, you tend to get a little bit pissy from them, you know? <laughs> Yes. Um, so the, the one thing you want so, to do is just when you're on that connecting flight, you just want to get to the next plane and finish the trip, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, PW Insider revealed that Riddle was conspicuously absent from the September 11th episode of Raw. Um, he is also not anticipated to appear at live events in Idaho and Washington this weekend, despite initial bookings. However, this absence may not be related to the recent airport ordeal. Um, according to blank of Wrestling Observer Radio, Riddle mm -hmm. was absent from Raw mm -hmm. due to health reasons. He was not a show at the Reek, but that's because he had a double ear infection and bronchitis. It was not punishment. He may have been punished as well, but as far as blank knows, it's an illness. And I mean, again, a long flight like that, absolutely bronchitis can set in. I dealt with bronchitis a lot. Oh, yeah, me too. JJ coming in here. I think JJ's got a bit of a point here. Riddle needs Orton to guide him. Orton was the same way. Orton was, uh, he was a bit of a wild child, you know, when he started. Yep. Yes, he <laughs> and, was. And uh, Triple H and Flair were the ones who had to straighten them out. Yep. Yep, I absolutely agree. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, this and is kind was, of a trickle down effect because Triple H and Flair were wild, wild childs as well, <laughs> right? Um, and yes, it was. I mean, and that was Orton and Shindrak. Yeah. Um. So yes, he does need Orton. Um, do I believe there is some form of punishment? Yes. Um, do I believe that? And I'm all for victims speaking out. So if this has actually happened the way Riddle says it did, then good on him for speaking out. Right. I'm all for supporting the victims in that situation. Uh, yeah. So I mean, this is what again, I. This is where. Yeah. Go ahead. So this is where I'm. I'm. I'm taking my stance on this. Um, I'm going to keep an open mind, going to watch for what the the police reports will say, what the uh, JFK employees will say, what the investigation ultimately will say, because I know WWE is going to cooperate and they're going to work together on getting this situation sorted out. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like I've said, so full uh, credit to WWE, full credit to TSA for their investigation. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it could have been any just, number of things. I mean, did he have something on him, yeah. you know, like his grill 
that could have set off the wand or the metal detector. Right. You know, was it just that he had? I'm sure much, in the coming days. Was overly intoxicated and said, I'm not comfortable being frisked. Right? It could have been a standard pat down. Right. I mean, it's any number of things, but in the coming days, I'm sure we're going to see the reports about it. And I'm sure Riddle's going to put out his post and the TSA employee or the TSA themselves are going to put out their final report within the next couple weeks or however long this investigation will take. Absolutely. Absolutely. And on that note, folks, um, I'm going to, we're going to start handing out our socials here. So when they let me know, let the people know where they can find you. The people can find me on Facebook under Daniel Horisic, on Snapchat under One Man Dynamic, capitals on OMND, and on Twitch at OMD17. And catch me Thursday night on the Boar's Nest with Bubba Duke as we will be playing Starfield yet again. Starfield yet again, eh? How far along have you made it in that game, by the way? Uh, I'm not too far in, and I spent a good probably three and a half, four and a half hours yesterday playing. And there's still a oh, yeah, lot. So you never, you haven't even scratched the surface. <laughs> no, no, not even close. I'm only that's a that, level that's, six. That's a, oh yeah, that's a, that's the thing with Bethesda games. So much to do. <laughs> yep, and I mean, just with work yeah. and all of that, I don't want to come home and rush to sit down and boggle my mind with that so i usually try and save that for my days off as opposed to trying right. to rip through it yeah you're just like me i've got i've got rpg games on my thing but if there's games that i just want to kick back and relax i've got those games too i've got like games like yeah. fall guys where i can just pick up for like 10 minutes and play you know but guys yep. you can reach me youtube.com at uh, chris damage 83 twitch tv cbrs underscore entertainment Threads.net at cbestfilms83, facebook.com, chris.best83, or on TikTok at cbrs.entertainment. You can find me here, 805 Eastern, just as we did tonight for uh, Turnbuckle Talk. Or you can catch me, OMD, Chris Parrish, Carl Carafel, 8 p.m. Eastern, on uh, Monday nights for the Monday Night Raw watch-along here. Um, Yeah, uh, let me just see. Whoops. I keep hitting the wrong things. I'm new to this is only my second time hosting, guys. But I'd like to thank you all for coming out. This has been the uh, Turnbuckle Talk. Have a wonderful night, everyone. <laughs>